0: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Degenerous Talk Sports. Wait, this week? This week. No, no, no. Run it back, dude. This has been a minute since we have filmed this shit. Okay. And this is the start to our brand new season. Season two of Degenerous Talk Sports. Okay. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, McKay Armbrust here with co-host Quentin A. God damn it. I can't say it. I have to call you Bradbury, my brother here with co-host bradbury what's up baby how we doing thanks for being on the pod
1: what's up baby i appreciate you calling me queen nay you know that's that's the name that my internet identity is going to be growing on um moving forward you know i got a lot of stuff in the works going on and i'm more excited to get this pod just rolling again more than anything brother
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you all to tuning in. Uh, This is season two for us. Uh, If you're following from season one, we appreciate y'all. Degenerate Nation, thank you so much. Uh, And if you're just tuning in live to our brand new season, welcome. Uh, This podcast uh, talks everything sports, but we're so fucking unique because we talk about business and sports. Okay, Such a unique combination there. Almost like salsa and queso right you're like you love them both you gotta get them both you can't just have one or the other so that's what we fucking did we gave you the salsa queso combination here on this DTS pod the all-in-one so with that let's fucking get started I just made myself fucking hungry dude I'm excited for this let's get started the best thing you saw this week uh hit me with it I, I hope you don't do a dagger to me right now.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, before the dagger starts, let's give a rundown. We're going to do the best thing we saw in sports this week, which you asked me, and I'm going to definitely answer. I think I'm going to hit oh, you with that dagger. God, that. Anyways, wrap up uh, 2021 NBA season. Since we didn't really do that, 2021 NHL 2 We're going to go over MLB a little bit, definitely. Um, sports business, highlights of the week, and then noteworthy news of the week and then question of the week for viewers to wrap it
0: a full fucking pod baby let's go
1: it's like the baked potato loaded you know (laughs) that's exactly what that is (laughs) okay so anyways mckay aaron Rodgers. i'm just throwing it on the table right now what the fuck is going on what the hell happened in green bay what (laughs) is going on what shirt is aaron wearing to camp so many questions bro
0: dude I mean, is this the best thing you saw this week? Though, is, are
1: you happy about this? Is this what you're telling me? I mean, there's a lot of things that could have been said for the best thing on sports this week. With the Olympics going on, with some great baseball games, but I, I can't not talk about it. This is the season two episode, bringing them in again. All right, and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> popped a can of worms a couple days ago. You know, we got to talk about this right here, right now. Like. What the hell is going on at Green Bay?
0: Okay, here's my take, bro. This was not the best thing I saw this week. I was pissed off about this. I said, Aaron, why are you yanking our cocks for the past two months? He's been in Hawaii. He's been golfing on TV, and he's been saying, nah, I ain't even going to wear Green Bay on the field. He didn't even sign his max extension contract. I know they got rid of uh, Blake Bortles. I saw that they dropped him and they're trying to bring in Randall Cobb. But I have like, I have no logic in this. Like I totally thought he wanted out. Like, and now it's like, he's like, Hey,
1: I'm back. It was all for show. Like what the fuck dude? For sure. That's a good perspective to have. a perspective I honestly haven't heard yet. You know, I've heard a lot of, Oh, we knew he was going back to Green Bay. or Oh, he knew he wasn't going to retire. Oh, Aaron's so smart for this or that. But at the end of the day, you're right, dog. The, the deck was flipped completely. He had all the leverage. He had all the leverage. And Green Bay came out with, you know, a very nice note to Aaron saying, we believe in him to this season, the next season. It's like, okay, we get it. You're milking it. You really want him. Yeah. And he's going to come there. It's just, what? was the problem what had changed is this the best decision for him i don't know like randall's gonna be nice pairing him back up with Devontae, but
0: this this was dumb i, I didn't and this was dumb i got mad at aaron almost texted him i was like what the hell is going on man i don't i don't know what happens behind closed doors i don't know I, i'm sure the deal will come to light closer to season um but i imagine it's going to be a short-term deal i mean what the packers have consistently made it like what first or second round in the playoffs and then they get knocked out by a good team like it's not like they're a bad team they're just missing a couple of key pieces and i don't know maybe they kept aaron by you know guaranteeing that they were going to bring in someone like Cobb. you know so i don't know if if aaron's running the show at the end of the day i guess i would stay too if he gets the power that he wants to, to choose his players to, to do what he wants to do, then fuck it. All the power to you, Aaron. But man, you you led the nation on with this, man. No point in doing that.
1: <laughs> I'm excited to watch him, obviously. I'm glad that he's not retiring. No. So I'm glad
0: he's not retiring.
1: <laughs> Did I want him in Denver so fucking. Yes,
0: that's what I'm so fucking pissed off about, bro. God.
1: It is what it is. So I'm going to dodge the question. Best thing you saw in sports? First time I've ever done it. This is an authentic pot. I just don't want it this week. I'm, I'm shuffling it. So I'm, I threw the air and debated you, McKay. What's the best thing you saw in sports this week, though?
0: Shit, dude. The best thing I saw in sports this week was this video of Tom Brady throwing footballs back into an automatic football throwing machine. And I don't know. I watched it 10, 15 times, and I was just mesmerized, man. (laughs) If you have not seen this video, everyone, you got to go see this shit. Tom posted it on his Instagram. And the automatic throwers that are for wide receivers literally to practice catching the ball, Tom is throwing the ball perfectly in between them, and it is shooting back to him. It's it's immaculate. <laughs> that was the best thing I saw in sports
1: this week. Immaculate's a good way to put it. I watched it a few times myself, probably not for the same reasons you. you're probably like, oh, Tom. Like, holy shit, Tom. <laughs> get I was out like, of here. get at it. Get the, get journal- the journalist to me was like, is this fucking real? Like, Tom, did you play a quick one on us again? Like, come on. There's no you answer. When I watched it. it, it's real. It's fucking real, dude. 100%. <laughs>
0: dude it was so sick it was so sick so that was the best thing i saw in sport this week dude
1: tom's a goat man i'm excited to see what he does in tampa again this year for all you fantasy football heads getting ready for the season i know i am but fantasy football coming soon i took tom brady in my first draft dude my first fantasy draft this year great pick great pick It's yeah. Anyways, we can move on to segment two, McKay. Let's do a little NBA wrap-up 2021.
0: Damn, dude. NBA just wrapped up recently. Uh, for all our NBA followers, the Milwaukee Bucks came back, won four in a row against the Phoenix Suns, despite the Phoenix Suns winning the first two games at home. Uh the Greek freak uh wins his first ship. So uh congrats to him, man. That's awesome. But This was so painful to watch. Jeez, man. For all of those who are following the pod, they know that I've been a Phoenix Suns fan since, like, you know, since I was a young kid because I grew up in Arizona, right? And I used to go to Suns games all the time, right? I thought the Lakers were going to knock the Suns out this year in the playoffs. That didn't happen. Suns steamrolled practically every team. Looked like. They were going to steamroll Milwaukee too after winning two games nicely and then just shit the bed four games in a row. And I I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. I don't know. Chris, Chris, CP3, all right? This like this affects his legacy, bro. We have to talk about that. I know I know we do I know you were texting me. Bradbury and I were texting back and forth and it was the final game and he's like I'm betting on the Bucks and I was like I'm fucking taking the Suns, bro. They're sending it to game 7. And he was like nah, take the Bucks and I was like nah, they're going game 7. And they didn't go to game 7, so fuck the Bucks, (laughs) but anyway uh i do have to give a congrats to Jonas. uh he deserved it he fucking beat brooklyn he beat the phoenix suns he beat almost every good team in the nba this year like handsomely like that the bucks were just ready for this uh and it i guess when looking back on it it seemed like it was destined because of how it ended last year. So uh congrats to them. Nothing to say to that, but I do want to talk about thoughts on this. This right, how this played out was were you like, oh dude, I cannot believe this fucking happened, or were you like, dude, no, Bucks were pretty dominant, the Suns like thoughts on that, and then we got to talk about CP3's legacy. Man, he's been he came into the league when you and I were what like in middle school practically, and He, we've watched him start with, like, the Charlotte Hornets or whatever or the New Orleans Hornets, whatever they were back in the day.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: so, like, thoughts on this, thoughts on CP3, man. This was so crazy to me. I was so disappointed in
1: this. I think it just showed that he's not a max contract type player. Like, he may have been asking for McKay. Um, He's a great player, but when – the bell rang and CP3 didn't face a team with an injured player like he did in every fucking series in the Western Conference. It it kind of bled. That,
0: point. It, point.
1: It kind of bled that CP3 is really good, but Booker, if he's not on his game, shit. You know, Malachi Bridges, he's stepping up twenty points, and they're still losing to Greek the freak Drew Holiday. Come Aiton on, couldn't,
0: Aiton couldn't stop Giannis though. That's the thing. They couldn't stop Jonas. Jonas averaged like 35 or 32 a game, I think, in that final series.
1: Yeah, bro. And I want to point out Middleton just willing to take those dagger shots game on the line. He didn't give a fuck who's on his team. He said, This is mine, coach me. <laughs> and guess yep. what? He drained 80% of them. So it was just. I think it boils down to Milwaukee had the better big three this year than Phoenix, and the first two games, Milwaukee figured out what they needed to do, and from there that was all she wrote
0: yeah that was a, that was an unfortunate ending, like I said, I paid my respects to jonas uh they played they played really well, man uh it was just painful to see uh but I want to talk about c p three okay he he did want that max contract like you were hinting at. Uh, does he stay in Phoenix? Does he leave Phoenix? What is his best options here, man? Because next year, a lot of teams are going to be healthy and at full fucking strength, a lot of teams. So, especially with all the offseason moves, DeMar DeRozan's asking to go to the Lakers. Kyle Lowry's potentially getting out of, uh, what is it, Toronto. So, a lot of crazy ships about to go down this offseason with the NBA, especially with the draft coming up. Um, but talk to me about CP three, your best case scenario for CP three. Does he get the fuck out of Phoenix? What does he do here?
1: Ooh, that is such a good question. McKay. Cause like he was saying before the playoffs, oh, I went out of Phoenix or whatever the banter was. Right. And like, now you're here, where the fuck are you going to go to get a ring? You just were in the finals, bro. Like my God. Like, at least ask Phoenix maybe for another piece to help you. Are you going to really leave, start over somewhere? Are you that good? I personally don't think so. So I think best move for him, stay in Phoenix, ask for another piece, bro. And from there, then you can start talking about maybe moving around if they don't want to pick up another thing. But I think CP3's best move is to stay in Phoenix and try and ask for a little bit more help.
0: Wow pretty nice man that that would be pretty that'd be pretty nice to say i all the espn analysts are saying he's gone and so i was like wow because i also was like hmm, i wonder if he'll just want to resign with phoenix but i don't know what that help looked like like i don't know who they need to bring in i know some teams are going to be making power moves cp3 is going to have to decide whether it's about the money for him or whether it's about the ring right because if a good team could maybe pay him lower than what he's worth but offer him a higher probability of potentially having a chance at a ring that to me is a no-brainer bro you've been in the league for what eight years like you're he's 34 35 not saying that's old but he's getting there lebron's 30 what 36 37 something like that like their bodies take a toll so i don't know how many other opportunities cp3 will have at a ring especially with the nba going to be at full strength bro coming this season a lot of good teams
1: you raise a good point to taking a lower amount of money for a championship contending team and i know that's going to piss a lot of people off seeing a cp3 signing what starting point guard maybe even backup depending on how gross the team is like at the nets you know maybe he backs up James Harden and Kyrie or something. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just saying. No,
0: but but possible,
1: right? If he's going to go to an actual legitimate championship-contending team, he's going to have to take a pay cut. I that's, that's a good point. I think CP3's best move is to stay in Phoenix and McKay. If he doesn't go to somewhere like the Lakers, the Nets, or someone big, right? Team, right? We're not. Get- bye bye CP3. It was nice seeing you in the finals, big guy. I'm not going to see you again next year. Yeah, you're yeah. not that good.
0: Valid point. Valid point. All right, moving on here with the basketball though. Here we got to fucking talk about Team USA, man, because they are dropping some games and it's just starting to take some people off, including me. But me, I'm a small fish. But when you got five or six big newspapers writing about it it starts to piss off Popovich a lot. And I was watching some interviews. He's getting high-tempered. But everybody who doesn't know what's going on, the USA lost their opener to France, okay, led by Evan Fournier and Rudy Gobert, who are both NBA players. Uh, Obviously, for, uh, for the Olympics, they play for their home country. But get this, quick stat for you. This is the first Olympic loss In 6,176 days, dating back to the 2004 semifinals against Argentina. 6,000 days, Team USA Basketball is not lost. We're talking about the greats of LeBron, Kobe, Anthony, like great fucking, like just incredible players. We have Duran on this team incredible player bam Adebayo, who's a really good player devin booker who's a really good player chris middleton i believe is a really good player there's a lot of good players on this team and we're fucking losing bro this to me is a shocker and i'm sorry i watched the the um talks with popovich and the reporter was like grilling him he was like this is like team usa doesn't lose and you've lost like the first game already you know and popovich got mad He was like, we lose all the time, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, like you need to stop. And then (laughs) today I read a little article um, stating that NBA players are being forced to run the Spurs offense. And that is why they are not succeeding. And they are saying some players are getting fed up with it and just want to play their own game, which they fucking should. Do they really need a strict hardcore offense? You have the best players in the, with Kevin Durant. Are you fucking kidding me? Those guys are all fucking incredible, especially the over-under today, or not the over-under. The line was set today at 40 for the USA to beat uh, Team Iran. Yeah.
1: Did they cover?
0: I didn't see. They played a night. They played a night.
1: Jeez. <laughs> uh, like,
0: <laughs> I like midnight our time. That's but crazy. 40, bro, against Team Iran. I mean, that's just the standard they put us at. And not, I mean, sure, that's Iran, but like other countries, that's the same thing. Team USA is dominant. But have you been paying attention to this, bro? Were you like, what the hell? Like, I was like so shocked by this, bro. I was so shocked by. I was like, this team is. uh, I couldn't even.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been following it, of course, and I've been trying to figure it out, right? And (laughs) I think you'll see this later on uh, Quintonay tweets. That's the Twitter. If you want to go. Check it out later. I'm going to post something about this. But it is harder to score an in international play than it is in the NBA. I mean, it's really? clear, it's clear to me after watching the Olympics. Okay. It is fucking crystal clear. And you want to know why? These refs, let them play physical. Have you watched the three-on-three basketball? Have no, you I have not
0: watched the three on three?
1: My god, it's like rugby, it's so beautiful. They're out there just absolutely mossing each other, no fouls, hardcore black. No shit. I swear, man. And even in these international games, like with France, there was a physical game. Dame didn't have his refs, I don't know their names, that he always well, Wow, well, well, why is no foul? Like, he didn't have that complaining like he usually I'm not just calling out Dame, calling out all NBA players playing in international play. It is a tougher league, in my opinion, to score in because you can play more aggressive and you're playing for your country. You saw France sweat, blood, and tears out there, man. They wanted to beat us so bad, and they did because it's just they played better, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Wow. I need to tune into that three-on-three. That sounds
1: badass. (laughs) No, yeah, it is. And Luka Doncic actually tweeted out something, McKay, a little bit ago saying, I score so much in the NBA because it's easier to score here. So that tweet just adds a little more validation to potentially wow. not just blow. I'm not blowing air out there, guys. I right. genuinely believe this.
0: Well, and he broke the record, what, for Slovenia, most points scored or something like that in an Olympic game. He just mm-hmm. broke that record. Pretty crazy. Good for him. All right. Enough talk about basketball. Let's uh let's move on here. We'll be following uh Team USA basketball. They play Iran tonight at like 12:10 p.m. or a.m. actually. That that would be a.m. 12:10 <laughs> a.m. I believe. So uh tune into that. Uh so moving on, talk to me about the NHL here, bro. We, I know we kind of left off uh in that last pod uh right before, you know, our season 1 finale, um right before they were going to start playing, but the Tampa Bay Lightning beat what the Canadians four to one. They stomped on them. Uh, you follow hockey closely. I'm gonna start following hockey much closer, much closer. But uh, thoughts on this, thoughts on the NHL wrap up, uh, everything like that. I know you've loved the playoffs, and and we dove into that a couple weeks ago and everything like that. But uh
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about it. Segment three, NHL wrap it up, like you were saying. Lightning take it in five. Super impressive. We have probably, in my opinion, the two best uh, playoff NHL goalies, Carey Price and uh, Vasilevsky of Tampa Bay. And you throw Mark Andre in there of the Knights and Grubauer of the Avs. But in terms of playoffs, these two were the best going head to head. It was low scoring games, McKay. Tampa brought the Heat. Yeah, good for them. They're a great team. First time that someone's gone back-to-back in the Cup since uh, early 2010s I think it was so almost 10 years and if they do it for if they go back to back to back it'll be the first time since the early 60s or 70s I believe so are they really that good yeah they're unbelievable they have the best goalie in the league like I was saying Steven Stamkos who's rested all year played unreal in the playoffs Kucherov Kucharov, the man the myth like oh, I love them they're a great team I could totally see them winning next year too
0: All right, all right, bet. Well, like I said, I'm going to start following hockey much closer next season. Uh, And speaking of that, the Kraken, they actually released their roster. Uh, They had a weird way of accumulating it, and I have no idea who the fuck the players are. So go figure that shit out yourself, all right? But I'm telling you, they released the roster, and I'll be following them moving forward. (laughs) All right, all right. But that's all I got to say about NHL. I'm excited to get into it next season. I'm already missing the NBA, bro. Like, it's getting a little dry, especially with sports. But talk to me about segment four, and that's the MLB. I recently went to uh, an MLB game. I actually went to the Rockies game, uh, played the Dodgers, uh, like, last week or two weeks ago or whatever, and it was fun. You know, it was a nice time. Took the girlfriend and went with, you know, her cousins and – it was nice, but uh, I, you know, I don't follow MLB. So talk to me about the MLB. What teams are hot? What's got it going on right now?
1: For sure. And here you are, Veer. It's getting dry. I swear. I need And then you're like, "Ah, oh, I need an MLB game. It's all right." And over here, <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I'm getting involved this season. Don't you worry, boys. You're like, Bradbury. What's happening? <laughs> what's going on in MLB?" But let me tell you, McKay, the Red Sox—they're really fucking good. For real, they beat the Blue Jays last night. They got another game teeing off. Probably already started. Uh, that's going to be an interesting contest to watch. Pittsburgh Pirates just traded their all-star to the San Diego Slam. Diego Padres, baby! Now they've got five stacked infielders. And I've been uh, on this app sportsman I've been telling you about it, right. Yeah, There's a lot of Padres fans right now because uh the morning crew over there partnered with them. They've been getting a ton of fans to like interact. There's this guy, his name's A.J. Preller, all right? He's the guy who makes all the moves for San Diego. They called this shit. They said this is chess season for A.J. Preller. The deadline's coming up. And the Padres look like they're going to be in a great position moving forward before this deadline ends. In three days, McKay. So, yeah, there's a lot of MLB going on right now, Max.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's that. See, that's what I got you for right now, giving me all the juice. All right. So, what well, what are your thoughts on uh, predictions for the playoffs? Well, it's a couple months out. Uh, like one. All I know is the Rockies are trash. Sorry, I'm sorry, Rockies fans. I I live in Colorado. I rooted for the Rockies. They're just not good this year, Bradbury. I'm sorry. I know you're wearing the hat on this, but they just they're just not. I don't know what's going on, guys. I went and watched the game. And it looked like they just didn't care. I I was like, hustle, (laughs) like like, run. (laughs) But honestly, I I don't know. That's all I fucking know. That's all I know what's going on. But uh, let me tell you, the Dodgers look good as shit, bro. The Dodgers look good as shit, as they always do practically. God, just just so fucking formal and just fucking out, dude. I don't know. That's all I got to (laughs) say.
1: Fair enough, man. The Dodgers do look good. You can't overlook them. Padres look really good, as I mentioned. Tampa Bay required an all-star hitter in Nelson Cruz. McKay, this guy's like a top five slammer in the league, okay? He's just a, a piss-missile oh, machine. So, Tampa <laughs> looks really good. Boston, man. Yankees on paper. You want to talk about teams zone? know what the fuck's going on, man? They're worse than the Rockies right now. The Rockies are outperforming my standard this year, honestly, after the Nolan trade. Like, I think that we're faring well. We're losing a lot. Yeah, but we're young. We don't have a lot, right? The Yankees, on the other hand, they have millions of dollars into a closing pitcher that they are scared to throw out there now because he's blown them so many games this season, right? So, I don't know. The MLB is crazy. The Astros, man, can't count them out. Five players over 300. Um it's going to be crazy man. These you said playoffs in 2 months, man. A lot can happen between now and then.
0: Very true. Very true. All right, well with that dude, let's leave that let's leave that on that note cuz I think that was a great little MLB segment we just had. Let's move on and let's talk about one of the unique things about our pod and that's the sports business segment. Uh, for those following from season 1, uh Brad Barry and I were talking a couple of weeks ago Uh, something known as like the billionaire space race. And what we talked about was that was essentially Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and good old Jeff Bezos racing their cocks off to the moon, right? Showing who has the biggest cock, who's got the most money, right? Well, get this, okay? Here's the best part about this. Jeff Bezos goes on makes this huge announcement. It's like July, like this day, I'm going to fly to fucking space. Right. And I'm going to go with my brother and I'm going to do this. Right. Huge deal. Huge deal. Then eight days earlier, nine days earlier, Richard Branson's like, I'm going to space right now. (laughs) So that's what he did, bro. He literally fucking filmed himself, went to space, didn't even announce it. He's another billionaire founder of Virgin Galactic uh, and just fucking went up there and took pictures and it was sick as shit. And he's the first billionaire to privatize and go to space, Uh, but get this, bro. He then announces that this is going to be something commercial, like they're going to be doing this consistently. And guess what? Tickets cost two hundred and fifty thousand fucking dollars, and I don't even know what that gets you. Honestly, I don't even know what that that just gets you a ticket. That is the the this fucking food is probably like a hundred thousand dollars for a steak.
1: I was gonna say, are my peanuts included in or
0: Jesus, bro. God.
1: Wow. This guy, he really went out there and was like, <laughs> hey, fuck all of you. I'm going right now today, baby, Instagram today. live.
0: <laughs> Seriously though, bro. That's fucking
1: crazy. I love it. I, I love it.
0: So so he went to space first, first billionaire to do it. Like I said, they're trying to commercialize this, uh, make it a thing where you can literally pay 250 k to go to space. Uh, Jeff Bezos did follow up one week later, uh, obviously with his brother and like an 18-year-old who'd won like a scholarship or some shit or contest. Uh, and they went to space. They successfully landed, everything like that. So uh, that's a second uh, successful trip, and then uh, within the next couple of years, Elon is set to head up as well. So, uh, so a lot of crazy shit happening out on the in the you know the galaxy, I guess to say. But uh billionaire space race is here, and we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. So,
1: I know it's crazy, bro. The world as we know it—it's <laughs> just changing,
0: forever changing. Uh, but moving on, you and I have kind of talked about college kind of in different pods, whether that be our Life Talk pod or, or just in, in different pods in general. But get this. This is a couple of different stats for you where, you know, we've really discussed uh, how college is a business. Right. And so a recent study was done on the Harvard uh, Harvard Business School. And this is just a couple of stats for it. They get on average 84 million website visits. They have 340,000 paid subscribers to the Harvard Business Review. And they also have 48 million podcast downloads, followed by $262 million in publishing revenue. Bro, that within itself is its own business
1: within the school. That's unbelievable numbers. Like, wow. Like,
0: Like, you, just because of the name, that's how much the name carries, the prestige of the name. Like, imagine being published by the Harvard Business Review, and just because of the prestige of the name, you're going to be seen.
1: It's unreal. You know, I guess they can do that because of their name, like you're saying, and it sounds like they've created a pretty steady revenue behind that.
0: Yeah, $262 million. I don't even want to talk about this. We all knew college was a business, right? Then the sports is totally different, and that's that's within itself. But, I mean, this is statistics on practically uh, a, a, a fucking website and article database, right? That's what this is. That's what people are paying for simply because of the name. It's, it's so crazy to I me. Mean. But uh, another crazy stat that – get this, bro – little real estate stat for you. The current largest real estate owner in NYC is the Catholic Church, bro. It's the church. Their real estate that they're on is the most expensive and the largest at the moment. Isn't that insane to think about? Yes. A church. And I don't even know like what, like how if they're ever even taxed on property or anything like that, because they're, they're a church. So, you know, so (laughs) I, I I don't even know. I don't don't even know. The second, the second largest in comparison is actually NYU, the campus of NYU. So I mean, to put that in perspective, yes, the Catholic church, bigger real estate owner than NYU.
1: And there you have it folks.
0: (laughs) And there you have it. That is gonna run. I'm just kidding. <laughs> seriously, dude. I,
1: I just I don't wanna that's I I'm so amazed
0: by these things.
1: I know, I, I can't fathom it. It's just unreal to me, man. The whole fucking campus of NYU. <laughs> <laughs> but first the church, you know?
0: The church. The Lord's expensive, just so everyone knows. <laughs> he likes high taste. <laughs> but uh moving on get this the goat and DraftKings, the goat aka tom fucking brady uh signed a deal with autograph uh to make that the new nft uh nft platform like this like we've been talking about nfts you know we you know i'm sure the world is familiar with nfts but like this is another step forward whether that be for athletes Or for like I I like what DraftKings though like DraftKings is sports betting. So what what is is that is there going to be a tie between players and sports betting now? Like is that going to be NFT ties between player and sports betting? Like that would be sick to own a betting slip of Tom's signature on my bet slip of him winning. You know what I mean though? Like you know how sick that would be. So. I don't I don't know what I don't know what uh, everything's kind of like under wraps as of like everything I found. But like this is definitely going to be something we'll be following for sure.
1: 100 percent. No, it's sounding interesting. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to unfold. I don't know why DraftKings is a part of this, but <laughs> we'll see, brother.
0: We'll see. Uh, moving on. Uh Going off on our NFT rant, uh, another NFT uh, unicorn, also known as OpenSea, uh, which is another marketplace where you can buy and sell NFTs, uh, meaning non-fungible tokens, whether that be uh, right now, it's a lot of art. Uh, That's the main thing that's on OpenSea as of right now. Um, But it's a startup and it is now worth a little under $2 billion, bro. NFTs, the future. The future of art, right? The future of digital currency uh, and digital personalization.
1: This does not surprise me, McKay, because I've heard of OpenSea way back when it started, NFTs, the whole thing. Because this was a platform that allowed you to create a wallet if you didn't have one, all right? Um, you know what I'm talking about, with currency to hold your Cardano, to hold your Bitcoin, whatever it is. So you create a wallet with them. And then even you can go further with the platform. You can invest with them, obviously, straight from there. And then you could create your own NFT line on OpenSea, okay? You could create your own personal NFT right then and there on OpenSea. And then you know what else they're going to let you do, McKay? They're going to let you sell it on the platform, too. So it's a marketplace. OpenSea geniusly did this. And I... The evaluation, you know why the evaluation is so high? 1.5 billion. It's because every fucking user listed with an NFT that may or may not sell, they're putting that in the evaluation, brother. So yeah, it doesn't true. it it's dope what they're doing, and I think it's gonna keep going up because open season a league of their own with how they did this. So props to them, in my opinion.
0: Fucking incredible. The NFTs, uh the future. Fine, you know, do your own research, but uh, this is definitely uh, the next generation of of art and uh, of kind of marketplace, uh, you know, digitalization, which is incredible because eventually, I I do think everyone's gonna have their own NFT, right? Like everyone is eventually gonna have their own NFT. So, uh, but kind of crazy shit. So, so catch up with that. But moving on, uh, let's talk about Amazon. Uh, an Amazon affiliate company by the name of Joker. Raises one hundred and seventy million dollars in a new round uh, and get this, dude, they fucking deliver groceries in fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes, bro. like that's what that's what they're saying. Like that's their fucking capacity. Like that is, dude, like talk about convenience. I don't like this is this is a relatively new company, um, but pretty much you download the app, you order all the groceries from your local grocery store. Someone goes, packs, and delivers the app all within pretty much 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds too good to be true, right?
0: Exactly. It sounds like it won't work.
1: It sounds like you're going to need guys flying through the grocery store, running down the aisles, okay? And then it sounds like they're going to have to feed it off to someone else who's going to throw it into the car, and then the driver's going to need to be ready to go, you know? 15 is crazy they're putting a lot of money into this though amazon knows man people's attention spans it's like that so 15 minutes you want it now convenience that's that's the key in my opinion absolutely
0: absolutely well get this uh we'll be following more on that because we we talk about a lot about like you know do new high-tech shit deliveries you know the food business the restaurant business you know so we've talked a lot about that shit so uh, we'll be following that Uh, But moving on, let's talk about the Olympics. Uh, Get this, bro. No fans at the Olympics, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, right? Which, weirdly enough, they have not changed any of the marketing, right, and the branding behind this because it was going to cost so much money for those companies to go and reprint everything due to the COVID crisis. So, yes, everything says Tokyo 2020, even though we are in the year of 2021. Yes, all due to costs. Uh, Apparently, it was going to cost like fucking 500 million for these brands to like reproduce everything or whatever. So everybody's just wearing old shit. (laughs) But uh, get this. uh, Regardless, there's no fans actually at the stadium. Right. Um, Which pretty much kind of destroys the purpose. And secondly, uh, NBC is just charging people out the ass we're talking a million dollars in ad spot without fans bro there's no fans there million dollars in ad spot
1: makes sense right no fans everyone's watching online is it, it, it makes sense though right like that's obviously going to demand maybe i don't know it, it's a lot of money per ad slot no doubt
0: Dude, that's like Super Bowl. That's like Super Bowl, like legit. Nobody's <laughs> even watching the Olympics, honestly.
1: No, people are, bro. My mom was watching the Olympics. She doesn't watch anything. I came down and she's watching the Olympics. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm glued to it. And then she's like, yeah, I love the commercials. <laughs> like, I'm I'm in it for the commercials. <laughs> so, <laughs> like,
0: Maybe that's exactly who they're targeting then.
1: Exactly, bro. So, kudos to NBC for raising that lever up there to one One mil.
0: One mil. Speaking of Olympians, bro, uh, I want to talk about one thing, and that's a quick shout out to Simone Biles because something happened today. We don't really know what happened, but we hope she's okay because she's one of the most fucking dynamic american fucking athletes ever and and i know you love her and she's one of your favorite athletes and i definitely love to watch dude she's incredible in her sport she really is she's incredible um but i don't know if she was taking a leave of absence for mental health but quick props to her um but yeah that's that's all we're gonna say about the olympics unless you want to have anything
1: else Uh, Just shout out to Simone as well. I'll go toe to toe with anyone who wants to argue that she shouldn't have done that. Um, I'm a huge supporter of her. We're lucky to have her in America and give us so much talent. So whatever the reasons may be, respect it. Simone's the GOAT. That's all I got to say. And shout out to Lydia Jacobs of uh, Alaska McKay. She won a gold. The first Swimmer from Alaska in the history of the Olympics. So know, badass. I don't know if you saw the video of everyone going ham and ink, wherever the city was in Alaska. <laughs> you got to watch that. It's a classic.
0: So badass. Good to hear. It. Love to hear shit like that. Um, uh, well, crazy shit going on. Uh, so you know we talked about in previous pods. Uh, you know how like that bill got passed in Congress regarding college athletes, uh, making money off their you know brand and likeness. We'll get this, bro. Alabama's QBs are talking big brand deals, big baller deals, bro. Like these are fucking big ass deals. We're talking $1 million to supposedly some players for brand endorsements. Yes. This is just to play college ball. This is not in the NFL, bro. Some of NFL players don't even get a million dollar ad or brand deals. Like, I'm sorry. Like that's just unheard of. So, I'm not hating on it, but this is like, you're like, holy shit, this is a new market, bro. This is a new industry. This is going to grow to be its own thing, bro.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. A million for a kid straight out of high school.
0: Yeah,
1: an 18-year-old for a million dollars. He's going to be the coolest kid on the block in college. Everyone's going to be wanting to go to the bars with him, right? (laughs) Seriously,
0: though, dude. No,
1: and all jokes aside, that shit's fucking... It's a lot
0: of props, but I, is, I I don't I, is the let me say this is the value of the player represent the value that of the brand that that they're trying to do? Because one thing people aren't factoring in and we were kind of talking about this a little earlier, is that look, you know, this is Alabama. This is a team that's almost in the the national championship every fucking year. Almost all of their players are well known. almost all of their players go the first ten, you know in in a draft. So like you know, is that what drives the the money aspect? Is that what people are paying a million dollars for for the Alabama brand and it's just tied to whatever players' there? you know is that that's kind of my assumption with this right now.
1: It has to be, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that's the primary reason that fuels this.
0: So, so I'll continue on with this college, uh, college football, college basketball, everything like that, uh, college sports in general. Get this, dude. Just today, Dave Portnoy, uh, founder of Barstool Sports Media Company, announced an Arizona Bowl happening on December 31st of this year in which Barstool completely controls. I'm talking – This is ran by Barstool, including Barstool announcers, including Barstool commercials, including Barstool fucking everything. CBS is no longer involved. And get this, Dave Portnoy had obviously a press conference in which he was at U of A and did it. It was pretty tight. And he said he's targeting the Mountain West next. This guy is going to revolutionize, dude, fucking college football in a way for teams that aren't as big as the Alabamas and the Clemsons and shit in a way that's going to be incredible, bro.
1: Yeah, like NBC, CBS, and TNT, ESPN, move over. Dave Portnoy's here, baby, and he's bringing the bar stool.
0: Like, yes, he is.
1: Yo, McKay, you know I want to be a sports announcer anchor when I'm older, and this type of shit makes me so yep. happy about what could, the future could bring. Letting people be their personality on TV, no yep. sense. Bring in, I think he said he's gonna, he's potentially gonna have a guy skydiving while singing <laughs> the national anthem or some oh shit. Oh my god, that's he's awesome. going all out, bro. This is gonna. I be love a- it. Fun. I'm so excited for this. And, you know, barstool's is so controversial. Some people hate it. Some people like myself fucking love it. All I right? fucking love <laughs> it. I eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be interesting what people say, how the ratings look. I, I'm excited. Great move for just the world. In general.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Well, last dope thing we're going to talk about in this segment is uh, a recent Rally investment or asset uh, per se. Uh, and Rally is an app we've talked about on previous pods. That's an investing app. But the unique thing about it, and no, this is not a fucking ad. So Rally, cut the fucking check. Uh, but Rally essentially allows users to invest into assets like collectibles, such as Cards such as memorabilia, such as watches, such as art—just literally, they anything that has value, that's an object, they will pretty much allow users to invest in. Uh, They have the Declaration of Independence on there one fucking time. Yes, a legit Declaration of Independence, and yes, the Securities Exchange is behind this. They're the one regulating this, so it is real. uh, But fucking crazy, but. Bro, tell the people what's trending on this week, and uh, this is kind of crazy because it isn't like this is a big deal, right? Like I, I saw the trade for this, and this was going pretty high. So
1: yeah, I mean a Mickey Mantle rookie card, dude. That's some fucking chatter on your hands right there. I I would love like to- owning shares of that. I know. Thank I'd you. love to just pull out a Mickey Mantle rookie card right now and I'm just show be- it one camera. of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he- actually
0: here's what you can invest in right <laughs> if
1: you wanna hit me up I'll do it <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but seriously this is tech check out this app uh this was something that was, that was kind of cool that popped up on our radar so might be investing into that a little bit uh but let's keep the show rolling here we're coming down to the final couple segments but we got to talk about this, bro. This this shit got me fired up today. And that's segment six, the noteworthy news of the week. And this week, we're talking about the NFL COVID protocols, bro. This just got recently updated. Dude, like this is some crazy shit to me, bro. Like the – so the NFL released a kind of like a bar graph or a graph of like what the fully vaccinated can do. And what the not fully vaccinated can do. And bro, this is just crazy to me. Like, you guys need to look up this chart. I won't go through them all. And Bradbury, I want you to pick out a few. Like, did you think this shit was insane as it was to me? Like, honestly?
1: (sighs) The employer dictates what the employee must do. And at the end of the day... The NFL is in charge of um, an organization. Does this irk me? Um, As someone who, I mean, I don't know how much political I want to get into this, right? But something that I want to highlight is testing required every day for the not fully vaccinated. Haven't we had false positive tests? Couldn't this cause lots of problems? Is every day
0: necessary?
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. And I don't know if you heard about Christian Yelich he was fully vaccinated.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's more and more cases about people fully vaccinated
1: that are getting COVID every day. Literally. So that's the one I wanted to highlight. Is there anything on the list you want to point out that just like I don't know, maybe I mean, you? I mean, I just
0: I just want everyone to the one thing that really irked me about this uh list was get this. So if you're not fully vaccinated, you're not allowed to social media and marketing sponsorship activities. You're not allowed to do that as a player. That is cutting in to your wealth building. That, it—that fuck that. Nobody should be dictating. If you guys, if college players are going to be paid a million dollars for brand endorsements, but NFL players cannot go out and do their own brand shit if they're not vaccinated, are you shitting me? Are you kidding me right now? We're going too far off the board, everyone. We're going too far off the board. I'm sorry. If I need to be the one to say, hey, everyone, we need to back the fucking truck up because we're halfway over the edge, then I'll say that. But this this got me so pissed off, bro. And like DeAndre Hopkins, what? He tweeted like he was potentially going to retire if they were going to require
1: vac- like vaccinations. Like that shit's crazy to me.
0: I'm not for this at all.
1: Yeah, may not use sauna steam rooms, may not leave hotel to eat in restaurants, may not interact with anyone outside team traveling party.
0: Must you guys, be- we're not making this up. We're not making this up. This was emailed. This was not, sorry, this was posted on the NFLPA, which is the NFL Players Association that got uh, sent out to every team today. Go look at this shit. And if you're not scratching your head like I am right now, then i then some of you need to wake the fuck up <laughs> i'm sorry
1: that's that's it that's all she wrote man that's, that's an article that i am not a fan of and i i see why d hop's upset right i mean yeah dude what the hell
0: what the hell so so we're gonna wrap the show up okay with our final segment and bradbury I don't even want to get fired up about this. I know you're cool about this. So so give the question of the week for the viewers and then uh, I'll give the message to the sponsors and we'll wrap up uh, the very first episode of season two. Uh, If you made it this far, we appreciate you. But we're going to tweet this out. But this is our question of the week, which we try to do, you know, weekly or biweekly. But uh, it's in response to our previous segment. So Bradbury hit us with this.
1: Should it be mandatory for all professional athletes to get the COVID-19 vaccine? Thoughts on the NFL players finding and forcing them to take pay cuts due to opting out of the vaccine? I'm going to reiterate what I said. Uh, the employer dictates what the employee should do. or It's not even what they should do. It's what they're going to, right? So should right. is a whole other debate. For me, right. it's right. – um it's upsetting in the sense, obviously I'll give you guys that much from my perspective, but um, yeah. What do you guys think? Tweeted us, let us know.
0: Seriously. We want to know. Seriously. This is a great question. Uh, this is certainly something that's going to be on the forefront, uh, especially with NHL and NBA being out of season right now. I'm sure they're going to make a similar or uh, almost exact same policy. So we'll, we'll be following with this, but Uh, That is going to wrap up this episode. We want to give a quick message to our sponsors. And this episode is sponsored by Degenerate uh, Bets Discord server, uh, which is the number one community for all sports bettors. Come in, hang out, talk with us. We we like to release picks. We like to hang out. It's going to be a good time. So come check out the uh, Degenerate Bets Discord uh, server. Um, But thank you for listening um Bradbury, tell the people about some new shit we got coming in the future.
1: Oh, oh, you want to hear about the new shit? Huh? I didn't
0: hear about that new new.
1: Well, got any new new? <laughs> 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 There's literally nothing. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, you're talking about Matt Sherman, huh? Oh, oh, Matt Sherman. Who the hell is Matt Sherman? Well, I'm glad you asked. He's the startup of Seed Scout, and he's going to be our first special guest. And that episode is going to be releasing next week.
0: So excited. I can't, for this. I
1: can't wait, bro. You guys are in for something that you guys aren't ready for. All right. Seriously.
0: Seriously, this is something totally out of the ordinary, out of Bradbury and I's realm. Um, this was a really great interview. Matt was a great guy to talk with. Um, he's got some big... Big dreams, big goals, big visions. So, uh, we loved having him on the show, but definitely check out that episode. That'll be uh, coming to you next week. Uh, but we're excited to start the season, you guys. There's going to be new guests like every other week. Um, we got some great fresh content coming to you, and we're going to be active on social as fuck, like legit. We want to meet you guys, we want to talk with you guys. We're secretly kind of growing our discord server at the moment, going to be adding new shit to that um, and growing a little community there. So definitely tweet at us, reach out to us and uh, we're excited to get things rolling with you. We have a fucking awesome season ahead of us, everyone, but Bradbury, where can the people find you?
1: People can find me at Quintin A Tweets on Twitter, and that's Q U E N T I N. Don't get it confused. But tweet at me. Let me know what you're thinking. Whatever, yada yada. And then on Instagram, you can find me at Quintin A Bradbury.
0: Beauty. I love it. And you can find the show at DTS approved on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Feel free to give us a follow on that. We appreciate it. Share if we gave you a laugh today, if you enjoyed what we talked about, Uh, give us a like. Uh, We appreciate that shit. We really do. And finally, you can follow me at McKay Armbrus on Instagram and on Twitter. And thank you so much, y'all. That is going to wrap up season two, episode one. We will see you all in the next video.
1: Doses.